Blog Talk Radio.
such a great day, I would suggest that you shift your focus. Shift your focus from whatever is in front of you that's not so pleasing, that's not so um, encouraging, and shift your focus to Jesus Christ. He is the one who is the glory and the lifter up of our head. And so we call on him to help us when we feel sort of down in the dump. So I want to encourage you, if that's what you're experiencing, then first of all, you need to tell those demons that this is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? And you're not going to have a part of any of that down in the dump stuff. So you might need to bind the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. And then lift your eyes to the Lord and begin to praise him. Begin to praise him for his wonderful, wonderful works in the lives of the children of men. Begin to praise him for how magnificent he is, how great he is, how powerful he is, and all that he is to you. Amen? You see, other people's doings or not doings should not affect the way you feel about the Lord. The way you feel about the Lord should be glowing. Glowing in the Holy Spirit. So if you're feeling sort of down in the dumps, then your thought life is in the wrong place. Amen? That's how you know it's there. It's in the wrong place. You need to cast down those imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You know, I know a lot of you have heard us say this over and over again, but it works when you do it. It doesn't work when you hear me talk about it. It works when you actually implement it. When you decide to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of oppression and depression and heaviness. When you actually do what the scriptures say to do about it, you'll find out that it changes everything. So I want to encourage you to do what the scriptures say to do. Amen? And you'll find that your disposition is far better than it was before. Amen? Amen. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners are a Christian Protestant Internet church. And we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America, and on Sundays at 12.30 p.m. in the United States, and whatever time it happens to be where you are. We want to encourage you to join us on our website and in our chat room. Our chat room is located on our website, and our website is www.miracleinternet.com. Church.com, MiracleInternetChurch.com. 
when the page comes up, across the banner at the top, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Please click that link. When the page changes, click Guest, and then sign in using your name and say hello to the saints, and the saints will greet you in kind. Amen? Amen. We have very friendly, holy people in our chat room, and we want to thank the Lord for that. Amen? As I was saying, if you find yourself feeling oppressed, perhaps you you did something to allow that to happen. Maybe not, but maybe so. You need to check out your actions. Who have you been interacting with? What spirits do they have? Have you allowed those spirits to come and become a part of your world? If they were on the phone, did you bind their spirits before you answered the phone? You know, words are spirits. Words are spirits. And if you interact with an entity that has nothing whatsoever to do with Jesus Christ, that means that entity has demons automatically. So we encourage you to do your spiritual warfare as you've been trained and to obey the scriptures as the Lord has taught us. Amen? And you'll find that things are better instantly. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'm going to have a few announcements tonight as we proceed in the service, but right now we need to go before the Lord our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for this day because this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to choose by an act of our will to rejoice and be glad in this day. It's a day that we will never see again, and whatever we were able to accomplish in it, we want to thank you for those accomplishments. We give you praise, Lord. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. We repent of our sins and our disobedience to the word of God. And we forgive others for whatever may have happened that offended us. So we thought that's how we looked at it. That's how we felt about it. So we forgive. We're not going to hold the grudge. We're going to release it. We're going to cast all of our cares upon you, Lord, because you care for us. We're going to release the peace of God. And we thank you, Lord, for it. We thank you that Jesus is our Prince of Peace. We thank you, Lord, that whatever the situation was, you'll handle it. You're our God. And we trust you. We We submit ourselves to you, Lord. We're not perfect people. We're still humans. But the perfect one lives within us. So we submit ourselves to you. And we ask you to help us in our growth. Help us in our development. And help us on our journey home. We want to thank you for all that you brought alongside of us to help us to grow. We want to thank you for the armor of God. We want to thank you for the weapons of our warfare. We want to thank you 
for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you for your presence in our midst because you declare that where two or three of us are gathered together in your midst, there you are. So we welcome you. We welcome you, Lord. We want to thank you for the angels and the warring that they do on our behalf. We want to thank you for the praising angels, for your ministering spirits. And we want to thank you for Miracle Outreach Ministries in Jesus' name. We lift up to you all of those in Miracle Outreach Ministries that are infirm, that are being attacked by the enemy and their health. And we decree divine health over them. We come in agreement with the Holy Word of God, and we release divine health to them, Father, in Jesus' name. Persons that have recently had operations, We ask you, Father, to release your healing virtue into their bodies in Jesus' name. We thank you for bringing into order all that was in their body that was out of order. We cover them with the blood stripes of Jesus Christ. And, Father, we ask you for a strong and speedy recovery in the name of Jesus. We ask, Father, that you intervene and that the advice that they are given is the advice you want them to receive in Jesus' name. Whatever the medical persons tell them they are to do, that it's what you would have them to do. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We lift them up to you, Father. And we ask you to touch their bodies. Release your healing virtue into their bodies. We lift up Brother Sam and Mother Irene to you and everyone in Miracle Outreach Ministries who is dealing with diabetes. We want to thank you for the healing. We want to thank you for overcoming power. We want to thank you. How you hover over us, how you watch over us, how you are very protective in your care of us, Father. We appreciate it. We honor you, and we humble ourselves before you. We want to thank you, Lord, that those of us who need rest, will receive it, that you will open the way for those who actually need rest to receive the rest that they need, Father. We want to thank you. We want to thank you for this upcoming fast that begins tomorrow morning. We ask you for the grace. For those that will be fasting with us, we ask you for grace, Father. You said you give more and more grace. There's no limit to your grace. So we humbly ask and request the grace for us to fast and to do the things that you would have us to do. We're coming aside from our usual activities, and we're focusing our attention on you, Lord. We thank you for coming to meet with us. We thank you for strengthening us and for encouraging us and for building us up on our most holy faith. Help us to pray more and more in our prayer languages, praying in the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, for renewed vigor, renewed energy, renewed stamina in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to give you praise, Lord. We want to give you praise, Lord. We thank you. Help us, Lord, to find better ways to overcome during the week 
When things assail us, Lord, give us that wisdom that we need to overcome. We give you for it, Lord. We thank you. And we bless your holy name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just want to thank you. We want to stop for a moment and just thank you. You've been good to us. Whatever is out of order, Lord, we know that you will take care of that. And we thank you for doing so. We lift up to you, Lord, all of those that immediately affect our lives. And we plead the blood of Jesus over them, Lord. We ask you to give us wisdom when dealing with them. Father, for those who have not yet learned how to obey you, help them. Help us to learn, Lord, how to obey you. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you for the mighty miracles that you have done. We thank you, Lord, for all of those who have received uh, miracles that are living proof that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. And we take authority, dominion, and power over all oppression. In Jesus' name, we bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. We bind the fear of man. We bind the fear of failure. We bind every spirit of inadequacy in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we thank you for your strength, Lord. We give you praise. We thank you for your strength. Father, you make your face to shine on your children. And you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. By your will, they were created and have their being. You adopted each of us as your child through Jesus Christ in accordance with your pleasure and will. We pray that we may be active in sharing our faith so that we will have a full understanding of every good thing that we have in Jesus Christ. Father, we ask you to give us a more complete understanding of what you want us to do in our present life. We ask, Lord, that you make us wise with your spiritual wisdom. Then the way that we live will always honor and please you, and we will continually do good, kind things for others. All the while, we will learn to know you better. We thank you that Jesus Christ has been made unto us wisdom and that we are single-mindedly walking in the wisdom that the Lord has given us, expecting to know what to do in every situation and to be on top of every circumstance. We roll our works upon you and commit and trust them wholly to you. And you cause our thoughts to become agreeable with your will. 
so that our plans are established and succeed. You direct our stem sure. We understand and firmly grasp what your will is, for you are not vague, thoughtless, and foolish, and neither should we be. We stand firm and mature, convinced and fully assured in everything willed by you. Father, you have destined and appointed us to come progressively to know your will and to more strongly and clearly to become better and better acquainted with your will. We want to thank you, Father, for God the Holy Spirit, who lives in us and guides us into all the truth and speaks whatever he hears from you and declares to us the things that we need to know about what is to come. We declare that we have the mind of Christ and do hold the thoughts and purposes of the Lord in our hearts. So we enter into your blessed rest, Father, believing and trusting you, relying on you, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are our shepherd and we shall not want, for you supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We cast down all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every evil thought. We cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. We take authority, dominion, and power over anxiety and stress and nightmares, fears, phobias, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for delivering us. We take authority, dominion, and power over insomnia and depression and heaviness and self-pity and despair and rejection and hopelessness and excessively mourning. We bind those things in the name of Jesus Christ. We will have no part of it. And we command those spirits to leave us now in the name of Jesus. We command those spirits to leave us now. In Jesus' holy name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. And we bind rape and murder to its strongman and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporting, listening, watching, peeping, whispering, familiar demons, all electronic and digital demons, technology demons, and their attacks. 
We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart te- <coughs> excuse me, smart technology and particles, technopaganism and mind control by the occult. We bind all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, all Kundalini spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, all sex devils and their attacks, all unclean spirits and their attacks, all passive devils and their attacks, pain afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits and their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, drone, whoredom spirits and their attacks. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes and injuries and all remote viewing in the name of Jesus. We bind pain afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, and all the voices of the stranger, of the charmer, and the seducer in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind demons that would speak into our mind and cause us to second guess what the Lord has said in the name of Jesus. We bind those demons. We gag them with the blood of Jesus Christ, and we forbid them to speak into our mind. We bind all sonic and audio weapons, all all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, EMP, EMF attacks, everything coming from the satellites, the cell towers, in Jesus' name, and from the electronic and technological devices in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for protecting your people. We bind all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all debilitating sonic frequency attacks and the work of every druid. We bind all microwave frequency attack weapons, 5G, and their components. We overturn and empty all cauldrons, chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic art, Chaldean, Egyptian, Kabbalah, Santeria, Buddhist, black magic, Hindu, Indian, African, Australian, North American, South American, Caribbean, Indonesian, Asian, indigenous persons, native persons, Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic and all black and white magic on the globe in Jesus' holy name. We take authority, dominion, and power over demons from Barbados in Jesus' name. We bind those devils in the name of Jesus, and we bind all of their evil works and intents in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Morgellons attacks and and return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog. We bind every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications in the name of Jesus Christ. We call all witchcraft dedication out in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out of the people of God. Take a deep breath and cough in Jesus' name. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, the formation of bullflies, and we trap them in their own webs in Jesus' name. We bind spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit 
that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind the transference of evil spirits, especially within the family group. We bind the transference of evil spirits, especially within the family group in Jesus' name. We bind Mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger. We bind all pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, tinnitus, binding directed energy microwave weapons in Jesus' holy name. We return to sender, according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient art. Mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind make-believe, fantasy, and la-la land, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and work, and the children of disobedience. We bind false religions, numerology, horoscopes, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversion, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, BioPK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind the king of pride and all of his followers in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their evil works. In Jesus' holy name We bind all demonic Human blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal And soulish sacrifices We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work Mind control, apathy, nature worship Deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination Military spirits, rioting, abuse All trolls, all fear, all combative jealousy Fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption Weariness, betrayal unfaithfulness, and temptations to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Moloch, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods, all goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72, and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. 
Yeah, we break the power of every design in the name of Jesus Christ. Reiki said that we break the powers of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, and rite in Jesus' holy name. And the works of all affiliated organizations. We bind the work of the Demolay in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the lay of their sins. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, witchcraft, and mind control back on their own heads in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free to break every yoke and chain and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief, whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, but particularly those that are being persecuted in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy name. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over that that was released into our nation and around the world by the news media, by the liberal news media. And it is still pervasive to this day, the I hate Trump spirit. No matter what's said or done, I hate Trump. We bind those spirits. Those are just demons in the name of Jesus Christ. And those that want to have that demon will have it. But we take authority, dominion, and power over it in Jesus' name, and we bind its works. We chain its works in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all the wicked words that were released. We encapsulate them in the blood of Jesus Christ. We pull them down from their high place in the name of Jesus. We bind all the words and the mouths that are releasing that Christians are actually terrorists in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind those spirits. We bind up those words. They shall not that it come to fruition in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We want to thank you for that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over that spirit that closes its own eyes and its own ears and doesn't want to know truth 
doesn't want to know what is going on in the world, and doesn't want to deal with situations, Lord. They just want to stay in its own little cubicle. We take authority, dominion, and power over that in the name of Jesus, and we pull down those walls in the name of Jesus Christ because that is not the example that you left for us, Lord Jesus. Politics affects everyday life. Politics around the world affects everyday life around the world. So we thank you, Lord, for teaching us to deal with it appropriately according to your spirit. The Bible says to buy the truth and to sell it not. So we want to thank you, Lord, for teaching us to have more mature responses to situations, even those that we find uncomfortable and disdain. We thank you, Lord, for maturing us and bringing us out of babyish mindsets and and mindsets that do not want to grow. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are going forward with you, Lord, and we are going forward as you dictate and where you send us to. We want to thank you, Lord, that you've opened our eyes and our ears so that we can know and come to understand how the world really works and how the gospel affects it in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for it, Lord. We disconnect ourselves from any spirit that followed us, was sent to us, and or transferred to us. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit that came through a web page on a computer, we bind it up in the name of Jesus and send it back. We plead the blood of Jesus over our vehicles, whatever they may be, airplanes, helicopters, whatever they may be, jeeps, whatever, even army tanks whatever vehicle or mode of transportation that we find ourselves needing to use, we plead the blood of Jesus over and over the road that we travel. And we take authority and dominion over accidents, over tragedies, over collisions, over mishaps, over breakdowns, over poor driving habits in the name of Jesus Christ, over reckless driving. We bind those devils, those lawless and unruly devils. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. And we put them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We want to thank you, Father, for dispatching your angels ahead of us. We thank you, Lord, for covering all of our property with the blood of Jesus. And we lift up to you, Lord, every dream that we have had, whether we remember it or not. If it was not sent from you, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind its intent. We bind the demons that brought it and the spirits that perpetrated it. And we send them bound into the spiritual cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We uproot all the rootings, all the plantings, all the seedlings from the dream out of our psyche in Jesus' name and out of our souls in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the power of any poisons that we may have been fed in the dream in the name of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus, we erase the dreams from us. In Jesus' holy name. And we thank you, Lord, for a clear mind. You are not the author of confusion but of peace. And so we walk in your peace. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, and voodoo in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return it where it came from. It's not ours. We cut ourselves free from silver cords, ley lines, uh, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other form of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down 
walls of protection around shamanists, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and such in Jesus' name. We break the power of every hex, curse, vex, all love spells, spells of any kind, fetishes, psychic warfare, psychic thoughts, psychic prayers, fetishes, every form of witchcraft, all bewitchment, all potions, jinxes, all mind control, all magic, sorcery, and voodoo. Father, we cut ourselves free from every soul tie that we have that does not find its origin in Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you and we give you praise, Lord. Woo, we thank you and we give you praise. We cut ourselves free with the sword of the Spirit from every soul tie that does not find its origin in Jesus Christ. We command it to loose, ooh, loose us and let us go in the name of Jesus. Loose us right now in the name of Jesus. Even business contacts, Lord, where people are desiring to do business with us, but they are not of the right spirit. We cut ourselves free in Jesus' holy name. We bind all incantations, all incense and candle burnings, all chanting, ungodly blessings, crystals, root works, and everything else being sent that's not of Jesus Christ. We bind all tribal rituals and sin, and we return it from whence it came in Jesus' holy name. We break yokes of bondage in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, for opening our eyes so that we can see and perceive and know the truth, because it is your truth that makes us free. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise, Father, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. So tonight, we're going to talk briefly for a moment about the upcoming fast. We're going to talk about the fast for just just a moment. Amen? Amen. We're going to talk about the fast for just a moment. As most of you know, let me get something to drink first. As most of you know, the fast begins on Thursday, May 19th at 12.01 a.m., your time zone. And it continues without break or interruption through Saturday, May 21st at midnight, your time zone. Amen? Uh, The diet includes smoothies. The uh, stipulation is that your smoothie must be approved by God the Holy Spirit. What you put in it is between you and the Lord. Holy communion, water, and broth. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our focus for the fast it comes from Hebrews chapter 12. Verses 1 through 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight 
and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we're going to be meditating on these scriptures for the three days of the fast. And we're asking the Lord to place this deeply in our spirit so that these scriptures come very much alive to us. Amen? That's what we're doing. We are also memorizing Psalm 20. We are also memorizing Psalm 20. We will be praying for Brother Sam, who's recently had surgery, Mother Irene. We are praying for every member of Miracle Outreach Ministries who has backslidden. We are praying for every member of Miracle Outreach Ministries who has backslidden. We are uh, focusing on that particular aspect on Hosea, Hosea chapter 14, verse 4. Hosea chapter 14, verse 4. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. For mine anger is turned away from him. Amen. God is being merciful here. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. Hosea chapter 14, verse 4. We are praying for everyone in Miracle Outreach Ministries who is backslidden. We're also praying for everyone in Miracle Outreach Ministries with diabetes that are dealing with diabetes. Everyone in Miracle Outreach Ministries that has household issues, that's a very generalized statement, but if it applies to you, you will know it. Household issues. And we are lifting to the Lord the Supreme Court decision that will affect Roe versus Wade. So I know that's a lot, so I'll repeat it again for those of you who missed something. Amen? The fast begins. Amen. The fast begins on Thursday, May 19th at 12.01 a.m. your time zone. And it continues through. It's continuous without interruption through Saturday, May 21st at midnight, your time zone. We're allowed smoothies, Holy Communion, water, and broth. Amen? Our focus comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. I just read that scripture to you. We are also memorizing... Psalm 20. It's not a long psalm, so we will be able to do that by the grace of God. 
We are continuing in prayer for Brother Sam, who's just had surgery, for Mother Irene, for all members of Miracle Outreach Ministries who are backslidden. And we are using Hosea chapter 14, verse 4 as our base scripture. We are praying for all members of Miracle Outreach Ministries with diabetes who have household issues, and we are praying concerning the Supreme Court decision that will affect Roe versus Wade, amen, since it affects people all over the world. So that is our upcoming fast that begins in a few hours, and we want to thank the Lord for it, amen. You know, when we are fasting, this is a time that we pull away from many of the things that we do every day. And we set aside ourselves and our time for the Lord. It's a time for us to interact and engage with the Lord, and it's a time for him to interact and engage with us. It's very important and a very holy time. And so there are activities that we normally would do during the day that we refrain from doing because it's a very special time with the Lord. Amen? And the Lord honors that. When we honor him, he will honor us. Amen? Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for his goodness and for what he will do during this fast. Amen? We want to thank the Lord for what he's doing. Amen. I don't think you missed anything. Amen. So, we want to thank the Lord. He's going to move, as you know, because he's faithful, and we want to be faithful to him. Now, there are some certain persons who have specialized issues. And as I have stated in the past, uh, when you have a specialized concern, you need to take it to the Lord and allow him to instruct you from that point forward. Amen? Amen. But those are the guidelines, and I pray that you enjoy your fast with the Lord. I pray that you come away with a, a better sense and a stronger relationship with the Lord Jesus. Amen? And I pray that you spend time listening to the Holy Spirit and receiving instructions and wisdom from him. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I realize um, that it's uh, shorter than some of our other fasts, but this is what the Lord said we should do, so we obey him. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 138, Psalm 138. And our verse for meditation comes from Psalm 138, verse 8. Psalm 138, verse 8. Brother Bill has posted uh, the parameters for the fast in the MIC radio chat room. So if you missed anything, you can come back. We don't take it down. You can come back and scroll up and find it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are lifting up uh, persons 
that are being attacked with the flu. Flu and sinus are going around worldwide. So we are binding those devils in the name of Jesus Christ. We're lifting and raising our shield of faith. Amen. And we thank the Lord for his covering. Our featured ebook is Binding and Caging Demons. Now, there are some of you that don't know the background behind that. You need to read this book. You need to read. Someone recently indicated to me that they didn't think they had the authority to do a certain thing. Well, they need to read this book. Amen? They need to read this book. And they need to spend some time allowing the Holy Spirit to take them into the archive and give them what they need to listen to. Amen. I believe Brother Bill's going to uh, post in the chat room um, how to keep your deliverance. He's going to post that tonight. And something else he's to he's going to post. Amen. Amen. Our guest call-in number is still area code 319-762-35 and press 1. Area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. So tonight the Lord wants to talk to us about walk a mile in their shoes. Walk a mile in their shoes. You know, there are times, saints, when we are so uh, focused on our own point of view that we have trouble relating to someone else's point of view. It just does not seem reasonable to us why someone would have such a point of view. But I want to encourage us to the Lord and ask him to help us. You see, if you're trying to uh, witness to this person, you need to understand a little bit about what's going on in their thought process, just a little. Not everything, just a little. You see, because they have a perspective a point of view that's contrary to, most likely, the word. Thank you, Brother Bill. And so, without browbeating them with the scriptures, we need to be able to present the truth to give them something else to think about. Amen? Sometimes we can have such tunnel vision that we just can't see any other point of view. And that's the time we need to sit down with the Lord and say, Lord, help me. All I see is this. But the other person sees something else. Amen? Amen. That's the way that works in life. Some people um, are more willing than others sometimes depending on their own personality, to open up to other points of view, even if they are steadfastly in disagreement with those points of view. But if we're going to be effective witnesses for Jesus, 
We have to be able to stand our ground on the truth of the word and yet understand to a degree where other people are coming from, so to speak. Amen? They may be wrong, but they don't understand that they are wrong or how wrong they really are. Amen? So we need to have a little empathy for them because we were not always so right. And in some things, we are still missing the Lord. We are not perfect either. Amen? We are not perfect either. We see through a glass darkly, dimly, the scripture says. So nobody has the whole thing. Amen? Someone doesn't understand what household issues are, but that's just what they are, issues that relate to your home. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we're going to go on with what the Lord has for us tonight because that's what we need to do. In Matthew chapter, no, let's start here. In Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 1, Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 1, judge not that ye be not judged. Don't judge. You have imperfect understanding, and so does everyone else on the planet. That ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. So if you measure out judgments that are such that it leaves no room for mercy, that's what you will receive again. If you handle situations with mercy as well, then that's what you'll receive. Verse 12, Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. That's right. If you want people to hear you out, you should be willing to hear them out. Amen? I think we all were supposed to learn that somewhere when we were little. That doesn't mean we we kept it, but we should have learned that. Matthew chapter 22, verse 39. Matthew chapter 22, verse 39. 39, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. We are called as believers to love your neighbor as yourself. Firstly, you must love yourself as God would have you to. 
not at all dependent on your own thoughts and feelings, but instead based on the character and nature of Jesus Christ and his holy word. Now, that's pretty much a sermon in itself. First and foremost, we are called to love ourselves. And I have yet to meet a person that has this down perfectly. I'm yet to meet an individual that has this down perfectly. Nonetheless, it's what we are called to do. We are called to love ourselves as God would have us to. And when you're in your prayer closet with the Lord doing this fast, I would recommend that you bring this topic up to the Lord. Because there are many areas where we don't treat ourselves in a manner that pleases the Lord. That's right. Amen. So there needs to be some repentance and some forsaking of sin. We don't necessarily treat ourselves in a manner that pleases the Lord. Sometimes we just hit and miss, but that's not what God's calling for. He's calling for a consistent and faithful love of ourselves as he would have us to do it. And I don't believe that there's anyone listening who's got it down yet. Amen. It is not based on our own rationale. It's not based on our own personal assessment of how much we think we love ourselves. No. That leaves too much of a margin of error. No, it's not based on that at all. But instead, it is based on the character and nature of Jesus Christ himself as he is revealed to us in the Holy Scriptures and on his Holy Word. I firmly believe that if we ever mature to the place that we do this so much better than we're doing it now, that a lot of other things in our lives will fall in place. Amen. Yes, that is a tall order, but it doesn't mean that we should um, try to put it off. Not with such a direct command. We need to get, we need to get with it. Amen. We really do. Sadly, most of us never learn to do this. We go all, People go all the way through life and never learn to love themselves the way God has commanded us to do. So since we don't get that part right, we don't get that done as we should, we have difficulty loving our neighbor as ourselves. They're connected. They're connected. We can't disconnect them. 
Amen. It's so. Oh, me. We understand. Most are still carrying some burden of past rejection, abuse, or suffering, even though Jesus has paid the price for us in full. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, already paid the price for us in full. There's nothing else left to pay. He took care of the bill. No one else could. But we are still carrying around issues from our past, issues in our present, and some of us are having quite a time letting go. Amen, it's real. But we're going to keep growing, amen, and God's going to keep helping us. Until we allow the Lord to completely deliver us. Notice I said we have to allow the Lord to completely deliver us we will not be able to love ourselves as Jesus does. When we see ourselves, we'll still be seeing all the defects as we think of them. We won't see God's workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus. So we need to be serious when we go to the Lord concerning this matter. Amen? It affects how we see others. It affects how we respond to others. Amen, it does. Praise the Lord. You see, saints, it is really up to us to choose to walk out in our daily lives the promises of God to us. It's up to us. We can have the promises, but we've got to walk it out. And there's no one that can come do it for us. We must do it with the Lord. Deliverance is a process. It's a process. Deliverance is a process. Yes, some of you have come to accept this, but not everyone. There are still those who think, okay, you call the spirit out, I ought to be perfect now. No, dear. That's when some more work begins. Okay, the spirit is gone. Now he has to be kept out. The reinforcements have to be kept out. And you have to grow strong in the word so that those open doors that you had to that are now closed and that you don't reopen them through ignorance or disobedience. Amen? Deliverance is not instant nor microwavable. No, you don't just push a button and that's the way it is. No, dear, it's not that way at all. These spirits are intertwined into your entire personality, twined in your personality. 
in your thought process. It's not just like a spot sitting on your finger. No, it's intertwined inside you. It takes some doing to set a person free. It takes time. It requires faith. It demands change. It demands change. One of the reasons that we delay in seeking deliverance is that our old reasoning, our old traditions of belief, and our old walls of defense are familiar to us. And we are deceived into believing that these hindrances actually keep us safe. You see, you've got all these ideas and thoughts that are really spirit in your life. And you're comfortable with them. You're familiar with them. You had them for so long. And it's not until you come in contact with a ministry like this, when you actually come face-to-face with the truth of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, that you begin to see that this really isn't supposed to be. Other than that, you're out with the world, going along with their program because that's the only program you know about. And this world, this kind of living for Jesus, seems so strange to you at first. No, it's not strange. It's what God ordained. Amen? But we are very wrong about these barriers and hindrances keeping us safe. They've never kept us safe. What they've actually done is kept us in bondage. You know it's like you're in a prison cell. And you stay there for so long that you think the prison cell is keeping you safe. No, it's not. It's keeping you in bondage. And until you come to the realization that your jail cell is not a happy home, you're going to stay there, no matter what we say and no matter what we do. Amen? Until we allow Jesus to open our blinded eyes, we will remain wrong and in bondage. We will remain wrong and in bondage. The revelation of truth can be very challenging and painful, but it is also very, very freeing. It's also very, very freeing. Nonetheless, Our Heavenly Father calls us to step out of our own world and share in the pain, agony, 
and suffering of others, proud, arrogant, and completely self-absorbed. The Lord desires for us to become a compassionate people, just as he is compassionate. Compassion does not just feel pity for the plight of others. Instead, compassion does something to help. Passion does something to help. In our own circles of influence, there are persons who need help. But perhaps they don't know who to ask or how to approach the issue. Allow the Lord to determine. Allow the Lord to determine if he wants to use you in that instance. Let God have his way. However, you won't know until you ask. You won't know until you ask. You may begin with something like this. Lord, I'm making myself available to you to be used as you desire to use me. Then thank him and allow the Lord to take over. Thank him and allow the Lord to take over. Let him direct the issue. Let him give you instruction. Let him give you wisdom. Let him tell you, no, I don't want you involved in that. Amen? In James chapter 2, James chapter 2, verse 15, James chapter 2, verse 15, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding Ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Amen. So, the Lord wants to use us in very practical ways to be a blessing to people. Yes, he does. I've heard of the Lord sending a saint to the groceries on the way home from work and telling them what to place in the basket. As the saint drove home, the Lord used a slightly different route and stopped the car in front of an unfamiliar home. The saint took the groceries and left them on the front porch. 
and drove away. You see, saints, some things are very simple, yet used powerfully of God. Some things are very, very simple and pure, yet used powerfully of God. Saints, we should be willing to do the servanthood task that the kingdom of God needs. We should be willing to do the servanthood task that the kingdom of God needs. God touched the heart of Pharaoh's daughter to take baby Moses as her own son. Now here, she was not a Christian. She was a pagan. They had many, many gods in Egypt. And that was her culture. Nonetheless, God was able to touch her heart with his compassion for baby Moses. So, she decided to take baby Moses as her own son in spite of Pharaoh's decree. Let's go to Exodus chapter 2 and look at this a little. Exodus chapter 2, beginning with verse 5. Exodus chapter 2, beginning with verse 5. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. She came to take a bath. That was her plan for the day. And her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, She saw the child, and behold, the babe wept, and she had compassion on him, and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go? And call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it, and the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, and she said, because I drew him out of the water. Now, you see, Pharaoh's daughter put her life on the line in doing this. 
It was risky because Pharaoh had issued an edict that all of these children were to be slaughtered. Yet she stepped out of her comfort zone and had compassion on the baby. So much so that she took him as her son. Now, you think about that. You know, you can't just sit here and just read the words on the page and think you've accomplished something. No, you have to come to understand the dynamics of the situation that's being presented on the page. She had to really step out courageously. Yes, she had the position of being Pharaoh's daughter. But nonetheless, he gave an official governmental decree, and she was in direct violation. What extraordinary compassion. She could have lost her life in defying Pharaoh's edict. Nonetheless, she took the risk. She made herself available to be touched with God's compassion. Just suppose that she had closed her heart. Just suppose what may not have happened. You see, Moses turned out to be a very pivotal pivotal character in Egypt's history and in the history of the Hebrew people. You see, you never know what God's going to do with a small situation. It appears small initially, but God has great plans. But it was crucial for her to have compassion of heart, not just pity, Compassion, compelled to do something about the situation. And it was within her power to do something, and she did. In Esther chapter 4, verse 14, Esther chapter 4, verse 14, we know the the story of Esther and how she came to be married to the king, and how the situation came about that the lives of the Jews were being threatened. So, in chapter 4 and verse 14, Esther is told about her own place in this particular predicament. She's told that she's not safe just because she's in the king's palace. She's still a Jew. And as you know from the news reports out of Buffalo, New York in the United States, and other places worldwide, that there are still persons who want to kill all the Jews. That spirit has not gone away. 
and equally, they want to kill all the black people too. Amen. I think I put an FYI in the chat room for you concerning this matter. There are still persons who want to kill all the Jews, and they want to kill all the black people. Amen? And it's it's real. It's real. So Esther chapter 4, verse 14 says, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, Then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And here is the statement that really applies to us today. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Who knows? You may have been born for the purpose of being in the position that you are in so that God can touch your heart to do something that may be risky to you, but it's pivotable, it's pivotable in the kingdom of God. It's a pivot point. It's important. It may not seem as important to you now, But it's important in God's plan. And God is saying to each of us tonight that he wants to use our lives. But he wants to do it his way. He doesn't want you dictating to him how he has to do it. No, he's God. He is the sovereign Lord. And how you risk to God matters. His eyes go all over the earth trying to find those whose hearts are right toward him. God has a plan for this universe and for the people on this planet. But he needs people that have a heart that is right toward him. So God comes first to his own people. The Bible says God was looking for an intercessor. But he couldn't find one. The Bible says this. So, saints, who knows how God wants to use each of us? We must surrender our hearts to the Lord so that he can give us the right heart attitude for the work that he desires. We have to surrender our hearts to the Lord can give us the right heart attitude for the work that he has for us to do. The distress or misfortunes of others should motivate us to prayer. The scriptures encourage us to cultivate a heart attitude much like Jesus's, so that in mercy and compassion we may become 
the hands and feet of Jesus in the earth. In Zechariah chapter 7, verse 9, Zechariah, it's in the Old Testament. If you go to Malachi and flip back one one, uh, book, then you'll be to Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 7, verse 9. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment, true judgment, and show mercy and compassion Every man to his brother. That's what God is looking for. Exodus. Exodus chapter 22, verse 27. Exodus chapter 22, verse 27. This scripture shows us that God is very gracious, and he would like for us to be gracious as he is, for that is his covering only. It was talking about the man's garment. That's all the man has. Don't take that from him. Amen? That's his garment. Have some mercy, have some compassion on people who don't have as much. Amen? I'll start at verse 26. If thou at all take thy neighbor's raiment or cloak to pledge, thou shalt deliver it unto him by that the sun goeth down. If you're going to take the man's wrap, Then when the sun goes down, you give it back to him. That's what God's saying. For that is his covering only. It is his raiment for his skin. Wherein shall he sleep? And what else is he going to sleep in if you take that from him? And it shall come to pass when he crieth unto me that I will hear, for I am gracious. God's saying, I'm gracious, and he's calling us to be gracious as well. That means there's no room for self-centeredness. Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Said, well, what was that about? Well, I'm about to tell you. So, in Exodus chapter 34, God and Moses were having a time together. And the tables, the Ten Commandments, were written. And it says in verse 4, And he hewed two tables of stone like unto the first. And Moses rose up early in the morning and went up into the Mount of Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him. 
and took in his hand the two tables of stone. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Verse 6, and the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. So God told him who he was. God told him who he was. Numbers chapter 14, verse 18. Numbers chapter 14, verse 18. The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. God is so merciful that he keeps on forgiving us. We need his mercy. We must also display compassion in forgiving those who have slighted us, embarrassed us, or mistreated us in some way. At least that's what we think. We think we've been mistreated. They may not have actually done that, but that's the way we see it, you see. Instead of holding a grudge, we should forgive and release the matter, seeing that Jesus has already paid the full price for the offense with his sinless blood. Jesus has already paid for every sin, every offense, every iniquity, every transgression. He's already paid the price, the ultimate price. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 2, 1 John chapter 2, verse 2, for he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Jesus Christ is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. No one else could be. No one else could be. No one else. And yet, even more, he has forgiven us of our faulty judgment against others and our resulting bitterness. You know, when you judge people, a hardness comes there place that doesn't want to be penetrated. It's sort of like the scales on an alligator. They're close together, and you can't just pull them apart naturally. When you judge someone, you have decided their fate. Them 
in a place where they're not free because your judgment cages them in. Amen. It's so. So, the Lord says, judge with his judgment, with righteous judgment. Don't unduly tie the hand of those whose hands should not be tied. Psalm 78, verse 38. Psalm 78, verse 38. But he, being full of compassion, full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yes, many a time he turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. Yes, they provoked God a lot, but God was full of compassion and he kept forgiving. And we're supposed to be full of compassion and forgive as well. Why? Because we have been forgiven. Psalm 86, verse 15. Psalm 86, verse 15. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. Amen. Full of compassion. Chapter 7 beginning with verse 11. We have a picture here (coughs) of Jesus Christ displaying the compassion of the Father. (coughs) Excuse me. Luke chapter 7, beginning with verse 11. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain. Jesus went to this city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him and much people. And now he came nigh to the gate of the city. Behold, there was a dead man carried out. So there was a funeral procession going on. The only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the beard. And they that bear him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all. And they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us, 
and that God has visited, you see the compassion of the Lord moved him to end this lady's mourning. And in so doing, many people believed on him. Many people believed on him. Jesus was touched with the situation of this mother, so much so that he raised her only son from the dead and also displaying that which the father would do in him. Some of you need a son or daughter raised from the death of sin. Don't just pray for your child. Pray for the other believers who are in the same fix as you are. Yes, we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. Some of us have already experienced certain painful issues, and the Lord, by his grace, brought you out. Use that testimony as a battle axe in prayer. Use it before the throne of God for others who are experiencing what you have already been delivered from. Love your neighbor through your intercession. Love your neighbor through your intercession. God expects this from us. Looking back on that time in your life, if you had known then what you know now, you would have prayed differently. So use that experience and use that training to pray for those whom you have never met that are experiencing what you are now free from. God wants to use our prayers, saints. God wants to use our fastings, too. God wants to use our broken hearts and our tears. Yes, saints, God wants us to remember his goodness toward us, and in our prayer languages, we can walk a mile in their shoes. Some of us have been unemployed for long periods of time. You still remember how that felt. Let God stir up those memories so that you can intercede in your prayer language for those who are experiencing this anxiety right now. Give yourself to Jesus. We don't have much time. In Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 31. Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, 
Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was an hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee, a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee, sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, or thirst, or stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment but the righteous into eternal life. Saints, Jesus did not live a self-centered life, and neither can we. The Lord Jesus is our example of giving and servanthood. In Acts chapter 9, beginning with verse 36, Acts chapter 9, beginning with verse 36, we read, Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, by which interpreted is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, charity, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, the disciples had heard that Peter was there, and they sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, 
And all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with Peter, put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed, turning him to the body, said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up, and when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. And it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Saints, let the work that you've done in the Lord speak for you, just as it did for Dorcas and many others. In your prayer language, walk a mile in their shoes. Jesus did. In Isaiah chapter 53, beginning with verse 4, Isaiah chapter 53, beginning with verse 4, Surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. (coughs) He was bruised for our iniquity. (coughs) The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes We are healed Amen Amen Brother Bill Praise the Lord Praise the Lord Pastor Sabrina Praise the Lord We have a bunch of praise reports tonight I can't wait to get started Here we go we're going to start with your praise report, Pastor Sprinter. You said, thank you, Father, for progress. I give you all the praise. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. We're all growing. Thank you, Lord, for your help. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We have a praise report from Claudette. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to get baptized. I thank you for revealing the people that are true and not in my life. I ask that you do the same for my daughter, Susan. Help her to get free from the mess she's in. And praise you, Lord. She's a smart girl, and you told her to throw away a necklace, and she did it. Thank you, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, everything that you're doing for my family. I give you all the praise and all the glory. You're helping my husband, too. Praise you, Lord. M.M. has a praise report. God has given me power to overcome it old lifelong strongholds that kept me bound my entire life. The corporate fastings really helped me also, remaining humble, repenting, binding pride, and a lot of other things lodged in my character are coming into compliance also, using and keeping his word and doing the best to walk in obedience and asking him to help. I'm looking forward to this next fast. I'm not perfect, but I'm doing my best to work out with him. Everything concerning my life. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And M.M. has another praise report. 
placing a request for agreement for a lady at work who ignores me and treats me harsh when she interacts with me. Things have changed in me. She still acts the same. However, I can tell that she is being convicted for her behavior. I also have received some grace and love toward her and spiritual eyes to see things different. I thank you, Lord, for maturing me and helping me move past her behavior so it never becomes a hindrance to me, especially after binding it. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Trish has a praise report. I misplaced my spare car key for three years, but I did not realize it until a few weeks ago. I asked the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name to help me find it. Today, the Holy Spirit led me to it. Praise the Lord. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. NK has a praise report. During Friday's opening prayer, I received profound deliverance. I was crying, not just water running from my eyes, but crying. It brought a much-needed cleansing and release. Thank you so much, Jesus and Pastor Sabrina. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We just praise you for that. And RT has a praise report. Thank you for deliverance and healing I'm receiving during the sermon and the service today. I praise you, Lord. I feel my deliverance and healing in the blood of Jesus, and I've been receiving from the Lord during the entire service. Thank you for your everlasting love. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Stacy has a praise report. My last day of working late nights at a second shift was yesterday on May 12th. I felt frantic need to post a prayer request Wednesday night for protection. The warlock at work left work early Wednesday night and did not show up for work Thursday night. From now on, any manifestations of work, warlock will not will be witnessed by many people. Thank you, Lord. I'm so grateful to you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. And NK has another praise report. Father, thank you for taking care of us and providing above all our needs today. When we traveled from AK Swim Meet, KK and I had a productive quality time together. AK did extremely well in his races, and best of all, he had fun just as I prayed for. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. RT has a praise report. To make a long story short, I posted a prayer request last week about my great niece, nephew, and mom. They had not been in school for who knows how long. And then God intervened, and they were found in L.A. County with one of her relatives. The D.A. office had to get involved. A lot going on in this situation. However, I praise God because he intervened. He intervened. I'm praying for healing, for all the trauma and things going on, and to expose Thank you, saints, for your prayers, because before I posted this prayer request about their whereabouts could not be found, thank God for protecting them. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Let's see, who is this one? This is AK has a praise report. He says, Thank you, God, for helping me fight seven times worse demons who wanted back in. Thank you for helping me stand firm in my faith. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. REC says, I asked for prayer the other day ago for a nasty cold in me and my family, and it broke, feeling so much better. Praise you, Lord Jesus. 
Stacy has another praise report. The work warlock did not come into work last day that we were working nights. I believe all attacks did go back in Jesus' name. The day before he did not return to work, I had arrived to work, to work early. Suddenly, my elbow started itching violently. I knew that the warlock had arrived. I bound the demons and then had invited that he had invited into his body and the itching ceased. In the past, I had painful pins in my back. The demons in the man's body uh, would attack me and cause pain and itching, and I was just returning everything to sender. And I praise you, God. Praise you, God. And I'm looking carefully at what I buy because I do not yet have I do not. Let me get a sip of water. What a Jesus moment. Here we go. We're back. I do not have intuition by touch to what is evil. I have read things on my clothing and find out what are okay to purchase. Just ask the Holy Ghost. That's all you can do, Stacy. I was at a shop at Maryland's yesterday. I told her that I could not try on the shirt. She asked me why. I told her there were images of demons on the bottom, a lion with wings and an eagle with a head. She asked me why. (laughs) She asked me why that was a problem, and I said that demonic images are displeasing to God. I was about to try on another shirt. I said to Marilyn, I refuse to try this one on. And she asked why I showed the writing on the back of it said Dark Angel. The rest of the poem is so disgusting. I don't even want to remember. Yes, praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Yes, you don't want to bring curses upon yourself. In arms has a praise report on Wednesday night just Excuse before me. the service. Ma'am. I need to uh, interject here. Now, Saint, <clears throat> when you purchase clothing in particular, especially when it has pranks on it. You have to ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes so you can see because there are demons embedded in the prints on the cloth. (coughs) Some of them are extremely obvious. It's like you're looking at a gargoyle. You see the eyes, you see the nose, you see the mouth. And it's all embedded in the pattern on the cloth. You can't just go along willy-nilly and just pick up anything. You can't just go in any jewelry shop and just pick up anything. You have to consult the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7. The Holy Spirit has to be the chief of your shopping expeditions from now on. You can't live like the world does. You have to live like a Christian. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, brother. Yes, and it it deals the same way with perfumes and lotions and all that, too. Same thing. You've got to be very careful. Now, 
in alms on Wednesday night, just before the service was over, I got an alert on my phone when the tornado sirens went up, and they told us to go to the basement. I grabbed my Bible and a few other things before I went, but I give God all the praise because God took the tornado and totally moved it in a different direction. It did not come. After about 20 to 25 minutes, the rain even slacked up. I give God all the praise and all the glory for moving that tornado out of our path. And I just praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Father. Thank you, saints, for your prayers, too. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And Ann Alms goes on to say, after receiving prayer on Wednesday night, there was a mold that had came up on my back on the left side five or six months ago, just out of the blue, just like a big scab and raised up from my skin. And every now and then, I would put anointing oil on it and pray against it. After receiving prayer on Wednesday night and that on Thursday the next day, it totally just fell off. Father, I thank you and praise you and thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father. Praise you, praise you, praise you. N.K. has has praised God is so good. His mercy, his grace are far beyond my I don't know at all. And that was going on yesterday. But I was not a good Christian. My perception was warped, super over-talkative, controlling, fearful, and my prayers of repentance, praise, declarations just didn't make a noticeable difference. My husband and I were at each other. All that to say, even though I don't deserve it all, this morning the Holy Spirit caused me to remember a revealing part of my dream from last night. My great-grandparents were married cousins. From the time I was very young, I truly believed that my male cousin, 10 years my senior, belonged to me and that we were going to be married. The controlling, sneaky serpents behind that lie had a full advantage of me. I didn't notice that this was the root that was because it was so old, embedded, and familiar. But God, grace, I am being sanctified set free. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It is a process as the Lord cleans the saints. Don't get in a hurry. In alms has a prayer for my passenger side headlight went out about a month ago, and the dealer wanted $75 to change the headlight, and I thought that was really high, so I didn't do it at the time, but the Holy Spirit Camp, nothing. It reminded me at the gas station auto shop at the corner where I used to go 15 years ago. Two years ago, they changed the same bulb for around $20. So today I finally drove over there, and one of the mechanic guys that I really know well from living over there near me a long time was working at the gas station so in between the customers he put some oil in my car and changed the light and i got a cup of cappuccino and i went out to pay him and i asked him how much it was he told me don't worry about it it's all taken care of god is so good the other shop wanted 75 dollars just to change a light bulb i am so glad i listened to the holy spirit because the holy spirit saved me a lot of money i give god the praise and the glory for giving me favor in the eyes of the man thank you lord 
praise you, Lord Jesus. Dina has a praise report. Praise the Lord. I put in a prayer request a few weeks, uh, a few days ago, and it's much better. My back is much better. Praise you, Lord. It is much better. Thank you, Lord, for taking the hurt away. In any case, as praise recently, we were praying for the territory KK covers at work to be protected from division and disturbance of others. When I was looking at the map of his region, I also perceived that were two other locations meant for him. The initial 12 locations were officially given to KK some weeks ago, and today those outstanding two places were added to his territory. Praise God for not withholding any good thing and increase, increasing the saints' ability to hear Jesus' voice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus lovers, says, thank you for healing my body pains. <laughs> especially my hips, and now I'm able to walk and to do my job and don't need to take any medicine because I believed your word through it. It took me three days to be completely healed. I'm amazed because you increased my faith, Father God. Praise and honor goes to you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you. And in case this praise on Saturday, KK stepped out in faith, partnered with me, and reclaimed a very important area of her life. The blowback was severe on, on Sunday. Things began to stabilize, and on Monday, KK stepped out in faith again, leading our family to reclaim another major area of her life. As soon as we sat down to our prayer meeting, the most disgusting horde of ugly bird sounds descended. They were screaming foul communications amongst themselves. And to the and to an overseer grows, and I was grateful that the enemy's hand was so blatant. We do God's work. Satan tries to overthrow us. We prayed those nasty birds away. The meeting was a breakthrough. Praise God. The blowback at night was very intense yesterday. Throughout the day, many truths and revelations came uncovered. Our family went to bed in prayerful agreement, and today God has blessed us concerning the first issue KK dealt with on Saturday. It has been a five-day battle. We thank you and praise you, Jesus, for this abundant, unmerited favor and grace towards us. Praise you, Lord Jesus. These are wonderful, awesome praise reports. We just give you all the praise and all the glory, Lord Jesus. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you. Thank you, Lord. You are so good to us. Now, all of you who haven't put your praise report in, we want to hear it. Amen. We're going to go to our guest call-ins in area code 612. You're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hi, this is Amanda. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. I'm calling in for deliverance, and I've never received my prayer language yet. Okay. When did you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? When I was 14. Have you sinned since then? Yes. All right. What organizations have you been a part of? Um, What do you mean organizations? 
You know what an organization is. You're intelligent. <laughs> what <laughs> groups have you been part of? Probably none. I mean, I don't go to, like, a church or anything. I just listen to your show. And Okay. Okay, now, between 14 and now, that's a lot of years. You haven't belonged to anything? No. Not even the garden club? I mean, um, prop AA and NA, I'm in recovery. Uh-huh. So you've been in AA? Yeah. All right. Well, we don't believe that you're supposed to always be an alcoholic. We believe okay. that when Jesus sets you free, you're free and you're not an alcoholic anymore. So we are not in agreement with Alcoholics Anonymous. Because they okay. have to say that I'm an alcoholic, and they keep confessing that they're an alcoholic. But when Jesus sets you free, you're not an alcoholic anymore. Amen? Can you agree? Amen. Yes, I definitely agree. All right. All right. What other organizations have you been a part of or affiliated with? I really can't think of any. Okay. Um, did your family belong to any particular faith? Um, Lutheran. There is some witchcraft in my family line. And I, when I was younger, I did some stuff, I mean, with my cousins that was in, you know, the occult or whatever. Okay, so what did you I do? To return to that. Um, we did, like, a Ouija board and we, like, um, did some kind of a blood spell thing. I don't think we really knew what we were doing. I don't know, but you were children. I mean, yeah, pretty much. All right. <clears throat> okay. Is anyone in your family in the Masonic order? Not that I'm aware of. All right. <clears throat> All right, let's start at the beginning. Let's um let's reaffirm your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe that Jesus is God? Yes. Do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins and everyone else's? Yes. All right, say Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sin, sins. And, and the sins of my ancestors. And the sins of my ancestors. I denounce. I denounce. And renounce. And renounce. The occult. The occult. And all witchcraft. And all witchcraft. And the tenants of Alcoholics Anonymous. And the what? The tenants. What they believe. And the tenants of Alcoholics Anonymous. That would keep me in bondage. That would keep me in bondage. I ask you to forgive me of all blood sins. I ask you to forgive me of all blood sins. 
and all witchcraft that I have participated in this life. And all witchcraft I have participated in in this life. I ask you to forgive me of all witchcraft done to me when I was still in the womb. I ask you to forgive me of all witchcraft that was done to me while I was still in the womb. And I ask you to heal me and set me free. And I ask you to heal me and set me free. I give you my life, my love, and my loyalty. I give you my life, my love, and my loyalty. I want nothing to do with Satan and his powers. I want nothing to do with Satan and his powers. And I ask you to come live in my heart. And I ask you to come live in my heart. And to be my personal Savior and Lord. And to be my personal Savior and Lord. I ask you to forgive me of all relational sins. I ask you to forgive me of all relational sins. And sexual sins. And sexual sins. And I ask you... And I forgive. And I forgive. Myself. Myself. And everyone. And everyone. Who has ever hurt me. Who has ever hurt me. Or my family. Or my family. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before your throne. And we come in agreement with the prayer that our sister prayed in Jesus' name. With the sword of the Spirit, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we cut her free from every soul tie, ley line, silver cord, garland, chain, fetter, net, snare, yoke, bondage, shackle of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut her free from her past. All ungodly soul ties we sever her from. We sever her from every familiar spirit. All the spirits coming down her family lines on both sides, coming down the family lines of those that she has been closely associated with, but especially those that she's had sexual contact with. We cut her free from all of those entanglements in the name of Jesus. We bind them in Jesus' holy name, and we command them to come up and out of her now in Jesus' name. All the witchcraft, all the occult, all the disease states, all the lying, all the cheating, all the adultery coming down the family lines, come up and out of her now in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath and call from your gut. Take a deep <laughs> breath and call from your gut. Come on out. Keep coughing. Keep coughing Take another deep breath and keep coughing All the sins of her ancestors Come out of her now In the name of Jesus Christ Judgment spirits, witchcraft spirits The occult, the Ouija board And all the blood sacrifice Aha Hypocrisy, religious hypocrisy. Ruka te de brusha la didia saha. Isha baba baba baruko to robri. Deep breath and cough, deep breath and cough, deep breath and cough, deep breath and cough. Come on out of her. 
the whole root ball of ancestral sin come out of her in the name of Jesus. All the sin that she's committed through the years come on out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. All of those spirits, you're bound down in the name of Jesus. You're going into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. You have to come out of her. You can't stay there. All of those spirits in the mind, come out of the mind in the name of Jesus. All those spirits of manipulation, all the transgressions come out now, bound in the name of Jesus Christ. All the evil, all the wickedness, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Come on out now. Come out now. Deep breath and cough, dear. Deep breath and cough. When you cough, you can let them go. If you don't cough, they're going to stay inside you. Come on out. Go into the cage for judgment. Father, we would thank you for releasing your warring angels. Hallelujah to fight against those spirits that have been fighting against her her whole life. We break witchcraft dedications over her life. We close every door to the enemy in her life in Jesus' name. We call out those spirits of other people. They have been transferred to her in the name of Jesus. Every spirit transferred to her, every demon transferred to her, from someone else, you come out in the name of Jesus. All the alcoholic spirits, come out in Jesus' name. You come down the family lines, come on out. All the alcoholics, all the sorcery spirits, the entire syndrome, even dry drunk, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on out of her, all those alcoholic spirits. Recall. Sexual sins and lust. We break your breath and hole in her life in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut her free from every religious entanglement in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut it off at the base of the spine. We break your grip and hole. We cut you the head through with the sword of the spirit in the name of Jesus. We break open every chakra. Hallelujah. We command you to come out of her. Come out of her. All those religious devils coming down the family line, you come out of her. Kundalini, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Come up and out of her. All of those alcoholics, anonymous demons, you come out of her, bound in the name of Jesus. We cut her free from the tide. Masonic ties. We cut her free in Jesus' name. Proclamations of mental retardation. We bind you in Jesus' name. Spirits of fear. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Every planting in her life that our Heavenly Father did not plant, we curse at the root, and we command you to come up and out of her now. We uproot you. Come out of her in the name of Jesus. Psychotic spirits, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Schizophrenic spirits, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Traumatized spirits, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Abuse spirits, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Emotional devils, you're bound in Jesus' name. Come out of her. Emotional demons, you come out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. Paranoia, you're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Insecurity, you're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out of her. 
Come out of it right now in the name of Jesus. She doesn't belong to you. Her body is now the temple of the Holy Ghost. And you have to leave in Jesus' name. There's no room for you. Demons that have held her back for decades. We break your grip and hold in Jesus' name. We break up your hordes in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We send you into the cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Come up and out of her right now. Fire of God. Fire of God to burn you out in Jesus' name. Come out of her. Come out of her in the name of Jesus. Marine spirits, you're bound. Sex devils, you're bound. Uncleanliness, you're bound. Lewdness, you're bound in Jesus' name. Perversions, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Come up and out. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the book of Acts. In the book of Acts. You bless the saints. You bless the saints. With the baptism of the Holy Spirit with speaking in other tongues. With the baptism of the Holy Spirit with speaking in other tongues. You gave them a spirit of utterance. You gave them a spirit of utterance. Jesus Christ is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. I ask for Jesus Christ to baptize me in the Holy Spirit just as he did the disciples on the day of Pentecost. I asked for Jesus Christ to baptize me in the Holy Spirit just as he did to the disciples on the day of Pentecost. I thank you and I receive your blessing. I thank you and I receive your blessing. Now take a deep breath and allow to come out of your mouth whatever comes out, all right? All right? Receive the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, it will. You just take a deep breath and let whatever comes out of your mouth, get your brain out of it. It's not something you manufacture. Cough that out. Fire of God. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Take a deep breath and just open your mouth and let come out whatever sounds come out. Mm-hmm. Do it again. Do it again. <clears throat> you got your brain in this, dear. The brain is not a part of this. comes up out of your spirit, man, deep in your belly. Your brain is not in this program. Just take a deep breath and let it come out of your mouth whatever sound comes out. Spring up, O well. Spring up, O well, in Jesus' name. 
All right, what I want you to do is I want you to go back and read the book of Acts. And I want you to read and notate every time somebody got baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. There's three particular instances that I'm thinking of. But as you read the book of Acts, I want you to highlight those particular things, all right? Okay. I feel and something like and coming we'll keep, Yeah, it will. I'll read that. He will. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. God thank bless you. you. We'll thank you. praying for you. God bless you, too. Amen. Okay, thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, yeah. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The people that come up that we minister to, keep praying for them. They need your prayers. Amen? They need your prayers. Amen. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning... Scripture is full of promises for those who follow Christ, both for the present and future. Yet nearly a quarter way through the 21st century, the church is facing some of its most dire challenges yet. Recent poll findings suggest it's not just believers who are cool towards the Bible and its teachings, but also those who, are, who already identify as Christians. A newly released study from the Nashville-based Lifeway Research has found apathy inside the church was cited as the most common people dynamic challenge facing pastors today. LifeWay's greatest need, needs of pastors study asked a thousand Protestant pastors to identify the primary people dynamic challenges they face in their churches. The pastors were surveyed between March and April. Their overwhelming response, apathy or lack of commitment. The survey found that three-quarters of pastors surveyed listed people's apathy or lack of commitment when asked to identify the people's that people dynamics they find challenging in their ministry. That was the only challenge that more than half of pastors identified. These appear to be self-identified followers of Jesus Christ, apathetic to Christ's church. Coming in a long second, third, and fourth place in the survey were responses like people's strong opinions about non-essentials, resistance to change in the church, and people's views. It can be easy for a church member to check the box and say, I'm doing some activities, I'm coming to church, and I feel they're doing enough, and feel they're doing enough, and yet, If they are not participating, they are really missing out on some pretty big parts. We see all throughout the scripture that God cares a lot about us caring for our neighbors and actually doing things to show love to our neighbors. And when he called us to follow him, he called us to do that together in a local body of believers. And he gave that body of believers a specific mission to share the gospel 
with those who have not heard it. The findings come as a Christian apologist and author has argued that apathetic views on spirituality, particularly among millennials and Generation Z, pose a greater threat to Christianity than atheism. These these are views that aren't specifically anti-Christian or anti-religion, but rather ambivalent toward Christianity or religion in general. Meanwhile, the Barner survey suggests that more people in Generation Z, traditionally defined as those born between 1999 and 2015, identify themselves as agnostic, atheist, or not religiously affiliated than any other generation. Uh, Barna found out that 35% of Generation Z teens considered themselves atheist, agnostic, or not affiliated with any religion compared to 30% of millennials, percent of Generation X, and 26% of baby boomers. Apathy can also bleed into theology. And most Christian parents not having enough biblical literacy to even pass down to their children the most basic tenets of the faith, research suggests. A report released in April by the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University found that parents of preteens are in a state of spiritual distress as American adherence to biblical Christianity fades. Uh, Barner said a salt, a paltry 2% of parents of preteens, children in the worldview development window, have a biblical worldview, largely because parents are too distracted or too disinterested to acknowledge and address the parenting crisis. Apathyism, as it's now known, isn't exactly new, loosely defined, is the theological stance of answering the God question with a shoulder shrug and a teenage like whatever Uh. and put it in a 2018 op-ed. It is not that an apathetic person, a blending of the labels of apathy and atheist, is opposed to God or even the idea of God. It is that they do not care whether God exists. University of Tennessee study identified such a person as a person who does not believe in nor has any interest in any religious belief or the denial or rejection of such beliefs. Researchers said that those categorized as apathists simply do not believe and in the same right their absence of faith means the absence of anything religious in any form from their mental space. Strictly speaking, they are less theological and more attitudinal in nature. Instead of declaring a lack of belief in God, one could theoretically acknowledge the existence of God and still be disinterested. Since this is a judgment or intellectual position on a type of belief and not a belief or disbelief in itself, proponents say it's irrelevant for those persons whether God exists or not. It is also resistant to change in that, not unlike the eternal teachings of the Bible, it is unconcerned whether its tenets are ever disproved in the future. Such a stance also correlates 
to LifeWay study, which found that nearly half of all U.S. Protestant pastors say resistance to change was a challenging people dynamic they faced. This combination of apathy and resistance to change among Christians can also result in a stagnant fellowship and even lack of evangelism. If we're not expressing the belief, the benefit of walking with Christ on a daily basis and the hope that he gives us, the security that he gives us, the identity that he gives us, they're missing out on what a relationship with God can actually entail. When a congregation is on its heels, they're a little apathetic, or individuals are. Then it's even less likely that that message is coming across to all those who may not be believers today. So does it matter whether God exists? Hebrews 2 and 1 calls on Christians to be more careful to follow what we were taught so that we do not stray away from the truth. In a parable of the wedding feast in Matthew 22, Jesus warns of a king calling many to the feast, but those who made light of it and went their ways faced the king's wrath as sent his armies and destroyed those murderers and burn their city. Jesus condemns the church of Laodicea for its indifference toward him. In Revelation chapter 3, saying, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold or hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the U.S. Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals heard arguments in the case of a Catholic school sued for not renewing the contract of a teacher in a a same-sex relationship, leaving an attorney representing the school optimistic. Oral arguments took place before a three-judge panel in the case of Starkey versus Archdiocese of Indianapolis on Monday. The case surrounds the former co-director of guidance at Ron Colley, High School in Indianapolis, Lynn Starkey, who sued the school after she was not offered a new contract in 2019 over her same-sex marriage, which the school deemed a violation of its conduct. Starkey appealed to the Seventh Circuit after a lower court had previously ruled in favor of the school. Luke Goodrich of the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty, which is representing the archdiocese in the litigation, spoke with reporters Monday after the hearing. Goodrich predicted that the case's outcome will rest on two legal doctrines, the constitutional doctrine of the ministerial exception and religious exemption in Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. The constitutional doctrine of the ministerial exception says, that when an employee holds an important position within a religious institution, the government is not allowed to interfere with the religious organization's choice of who fills that position, he said. Otherwise, the government would become entangled in questions of religion, and it's really the opposite of the separation of church and state for the government to dictate to religious organizations who can, who it can and can't hire to carry out religious functions, Goodrich added. Starkey brought the lawsuit under the Title VII Civil Rights Law, which prohibits discrimination in employment, contending that her termination violated the federal statute banning discrimination based on sex. 
Starkey's lawyer, Kathleen Delaney, disagreed with the federal court's 2021 decision last year in favor of the school, telling the Indianapolis Star that she was concerned about its potential impact on all educators in religious schools. Title VII contains a religious exemption clarifying that the statute shall not apply to a religious corporation, Goodrich said. The judges also showed a lot of interest in that argument today, he said, recalling how one of the judges said it seemed like a very plain reading of the statute and that should prevail. So we're very optimistic, very happy with how the argument went and expect the court to reach what it really, what is really a common sense result that the Catholic Church can, in fact, ask educators in Catholic schools to uphold Catholic teaching, he said. We expect the Seventh Circuit will likely reach the right result, and that provides necessary protection for religious groups from these communities to teach their faith to the next generation. He believes a ruling against the archdiocese would open up tens of thousands of religious organizations across the country, including thousands of religious schools to lawsuits and potential multi-million dollar liability because many faith groups operate schools, he said. And on and on it goes. So we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a federal court has placed a temporary block on the enforcement of a Biden administration mandate requiring an alliance of Christian employers to pay for or provide health plans that cover gender transition surgeries. Judge Daniel Traynor of the U.S. District Court for the District of North Dakota issued an order Monday granting the Christian Employers Alliance an organization, an organization that provides support to Christian businesses and nonprofits a preliminary injunction on grounds the mandate would irreparably harm the Christian group. Last October, the CEA filed a lawsuit against the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and the Department of Health and Human Services, seeking to block the enforcement of the mandate that requires coverage of trans-affirming counseling and medical services that violate the beliefs of its members. At issue were two mandates from the EEOC and HHS interpreting uh, Title VII civil rights discrimination protections based on sex to include sexual orientation and gender identity. The alliance must either violate its sincerely held beliefs or face monetary losses, fines, and even civil liabilities. The plaintiffs and their members face a very real irreparable harm if they are either forced to comply or if they refuse to comply. The alliance has already shown it faces, it faces an injury. Absent a preliminary injunction, the alliance and its members will be forced to violate their sincerely held religious beliefs or incur severe monetary penalties. The CEA is represented by the Alliance Defending Freedom, a conservative legal group, argued religious liberty cases at the U.S. Supreme Court. ADF legal counsel Jacob Reed said that he believes the court was on firm ground to halt enforcement of these unlawful mandates that disrespect people of faith. And it goes on a little bit further, and I'll let you read that. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning African-American leaders with a conservative-leaning community. Activist organizations are calling for American corporations to repent of their public support 
for Black Lives Matter and other organizations that are intentionally hurting communities by supporting movements to defund police departments. Pastor Mark Little, Executive Director for the Conservative Lobbying Organization Cure America Action and Board Member of Concerned Communities for America, helped deliver a pledge last week to the headquarters of Papa John's and Coca-Cola in Atlanta urging executives to signal support of police officers. CCA, which spearheaded the pledge initiative, aims to equip and empower minority communities to pursue political liberation by shifting the narrative on political and social agendas via the promotion of economic empowerment, education, and social equity. Meanwhile, Cure America advocates for conservative principles based on Christianity, capitalism, and the Constitution. According to its website, the pledge argues that Papa John's vocal and financial support of the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation and its affiliates was short-sighted and did not fully contemplate the ramifications of their words and actions. Little told the Christian Post the agenda operations such as Papa John's, Coca-Cola, Peloton, and others is false and misleading. The narrative that corporate America would have us believe is that the black community stands against law enforcement. That's not true, Little said. The black community realizes the reason why law enforcement is more focused in the inner cities where black and brown people live is because that's where more of the crime is concentrated. That's just a fact. And to suggest that we want police taken out of our communities where most of the crime is committed just doesn't make any sense, he added. Little and ordained pastor and graduate of Fuller Seminary in Pasadena, California, pointed to a Gallup poll that found roughly 81% of blacks want police to spend the same amount or more time in their area. Additionally, 20% of African Americans surveyed say they want more police in their area. The pastor said that's a narrative quite different from the one pushed by mainstream media networks, particularly during the George Floyd protests and riots in the summer of 2020. The real community, the community you don't hear in Twitter and Facebook, these platforms are controlling the narrative in our culture. They're controlled by a whole bunch of bots. It's a narrative that drowns out truth, he argues. Little call BLM leadership self-proclaimed Marxist and added that Marx himself eventually became a Satanist. He said corporate-led support for a group that has publicly espoused anti-Christian views needs to stop. Corporate America first has to stop funding things that hurt our communities, and that's what the pledge said, Little said, that we now realize the error of our ways and we're going to stop funding organizations that are intentionally hurting our communities by increasing the lack of safety by defunding police departments. He suggested companies instead pivot to efforts such as funding public and private partnerships. For instance, they help communities that can't afford police body cameras for officers and where funding either isn't available or city leaders don't have the willpower to stand against the forces of Black Lives Matter. Little voiced empathy for employees of corporations like Papa John's and others promoting what he described as an agenda that in many respects can be determined to be satanic. It's very real people. People are leading it in real time, knowing the vaccine is not a vaccine, knowing the corporations they work for like Coke, Peloton, and Papa John's who are behind an organization that's hurting our community. 
He advises Christians working in such environments to connect more deeply with their convictions. And it goes on and on and on, and I'll let you read that. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a heavily armed 18-year-old man opened fire at a grocery store in a predominantly black neighborhood in Buffalo, New York, Saturday, killing 10 people, including at least two Christian believers and wounding three others in what the FBI described as a racially motivated hate crime. The self-described white supremacist shooter live-streamed the massacre before surrendering to police. An 18-year-old white man wearing a bulletproof vest and carrying an assault rifle shot 13 people, two white and 11 black, at Tops Friendly Markets in Buffalo while live-streaming the attack in real time on the social media platform Twitch. The suspect identified as Peyton Gendron of Conklin, New York, near the Pennsylvania border, who was reportedly a student at the State University of New York's Broome Community College near Binghamton, drove several hours to come to Buffalo for the attack. Three people were killed at the supermarket's parking lot and the seven others inside the store, including four four store employees. The three who suffered injuries were said to be in stable condition. At least two of those killed were Christian believers. 77-year-old Pearly Young and 86-year-old Ruth Whitfield. You were so sweet and beautiful on the inside and out. You really did love the Lord, wrote one Jimmy Smith on a social media about Youngfield's killing. Reporter Madison Carter tweeted, for 25 years she ran a pantry where every Saturday she fed people in Central Park, every Saturday. She loved singing, dancing, and being with family. She was mother, grandma, and missionary, gone too soon. Whitfield's son, retired Buffalo Fire Commissioner, Garnell Whitfield, wrote, was quoted as saying, My mom was the consummate mom. My mother was a mother to the motherless. She was a blessing to all of us. She loved God and taught us to do the same thing. One of those killed was Aaron Salter, a retired Buffalo police officer, who was working as the store's security guard. The Buffalo Police Commissioner Joseph Gramaglia told media that Salter fired several times at the gunman, but the bullets hit his bulletproof vest. One of the individuals inside the store is a security guard, a beloved security guard, who is a retired Buffalo police officer, a hero in our eyes. He engaged the suspect and fired multiple shots. This was pure evil, Erie County Sheriff John Garcia said. It was straight-up racially motivated hate crime from somebody outside of our community. And it went on and on and on, and I'll let you read that. Amen. The, uh, the Gendron who pleaded not guilty has been charged, okay, he pleaded not guilty, has been charged with murder in the first degree. That's right, it's called premeditated. He is scheduled to appear in court next Thursday. We are devastated to hear about the shooting that took place this afternoon. Our hearts go out to the community impacted by this tragedy. Twitch has a zero-tolerance policy against the violence of any kind and works swiftly to respond to all incidents. The user has been indefinitely suspended from our service, and we are taking all appropriate action. So... Brother Marshall, 
It's time to go before the throne of God. Amen. It's time to call God into this matter and these matters in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your mercies are new every day, Lord, every morning, every day, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers because Jesus is interceding on our behalf. Thank you, Jesus, for interceding not just for each of us and our family members, but all those we have contact with and all those we've interceded for. And we know, Lord, that, that your desire is that God, does not, God our Savior does not want anyone to perish, but to come to the knowledge of the truth and to be saved, to be so, sozo, saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. But there are many peop- people, Father God, that have been blinded by the enemy, Father. Father, we ask you to remove the blinders from their eyes. Give them ears to hear and new and understanding hearts that they can respond. All those who have interceded for you told us to pray for those who despitefully use us, including those <clears throat> that are controlling people, like the people in some of the high-level governmental positions have been using ungodly fear to promote the uh, agenda of what they call like a Manchurian candidate, someone who doesn't really know what they're doing. It's like a personal one-on-one hypnotism. So, Father, we ask you to deliver those that have our Manchurian-type candidates that have been conditioned by their handlers. I think that's what Pat Holiday called them. They called them handlers, those that handle people, and they themselves have a different agenda than loving others. They have an agenda of Satan. Satan's agenda, Jesus made it really, really clear in John 10.10. Jesus said the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says in the same verse, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So we thank you, Father, for Jesus interceding for us. And you're able to save us to the uttermost, King Jesus, as we come to the Father in your name because of the blood of covenant. And that's the only way we can come is because of the blood of Jesus. And we <coughs> ask you to deliver us all. Deliver Sabrina and Bill and all the saints at Miracle in that church, Miracle Outreach Ministries, all our family members, and all those of interceded for not just those in the United States, all over your earth, Lord. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Send the Holy Ghost, Father, to bring conviction. Draw multitudes in the valid decision of the Lord Jesus. All those that are they're controlled by that scripture that Sabrina uh, referred to in uh, Revelation 3 from about the Laodicean church age, which kind of looks like that's the age we're in. Everybody's fat, dumb, and happy until all of a sudden they realized their little false god they've been depending on whether it's a government or whether it's a particular person or whoever their particular little god is, maybe it's the god of S-E-L-F, the god of self. That's why we have iPhones and iPods and iPads and iBooks and everything, me, my, I. Father, we blind every one of those spirits of, of mammon, every spirit of greed, corruption, lust of flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. You say and all your underlings are bound because we know the scripture says in in Second Corinthians 4, 4, the, the God of this world, that's you, Satan, blinds the minds of those who do not believe, including those who are apathetic. And those that have been kind of put in situations where they could be mind-blinded by hypnotism or spirits of mass hypnotism or mass psychosis or mass insanity, we bind every one of your agendas, Satan, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 6, in Jesus' name, and according to 
Proverbs 18.10. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. That's the name above every name. Because Jesus, your name is way above, way above every other name. And you said in Ephesians 2, starting in verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy, can give you amazing mercy and your love. How, Jesus, you were moved with compassion for the widow. How you moved with compassion. So she didn't have to be a widow anymore. But God, who was rich in mercy for his great love, or whether he loved us. Like that woman who had the, 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 the soup kitchen, whatever the equivalent, she was helping those in need. And Father God, we thank you for those, Father, those that show your love. Even when we were dead in sins, you, Father, God, has quickened us, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Jesus, you have power to lay down your life just like you said in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, around verse 17, and power to take it up again. Think of the privilege of drinking into one spirit with you, Lord. Yes, each and every one of us at one time were lost. It looked like we were hopelessly lost, but God sent his son. Say, hey, hey, Marshall, hey, Serena, hey, Bill, I love you all. I love every one of you. I love you, Tammy. I love you, all you saints. I love you. You didn't used to be saints, but now you are, because like Moses when he, he noticed the bush was burning, he, he doesn't get, we're just going about his business, taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. Well, he said, wait a minute, why is this bush burning? He stopped and took notice of the things of God. Father, we ask you to get the attention of those that need to have their attention in Jesus' name. And we thank you for seating us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And hath raised us up together in verse 6 and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. From our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, to close all the portals, every access to all those, to the hearts and the minds, to the electronic media, through the computer games, through the uh, ungodly indoctrination, in the public school settings, in the universities, the state schools, and all the schools, and all the different little groups, where people gather together. Everybody's looking for love. And love's not bad, but some people think love is just touchy-feely, and it's all physical. But no, it can be between a husband and wife in a godly way. It should be. But love is much more than that. Love, God is love. And what does that mean? Does that mean you, you tolerate sin? No, you hate sin. But you love the people. And you can see the difference. Because Jesus, you know what's in every one of us. And I'm still a work in progress, but I'm being changed Yes, deliverance does a process. It may go on for quite some time, but it's well worth it. Do we want to just give in to the devil and let him beat up on us and end up in a lake of fire? I don't think so. But, Father, many people, those apathetic people, they, that Sabrina was reading about, or Sabrina was reading about, they haven't quite caught on yet. There is, a, there is a way of life which is above to the wise and they depart from hell beneath. Where is that? Proverbs something 24. I've got that. There's a way of life which is above to the wise. Everybody thinks they're wise. Some people are so think they're so wise, they're just so puffed up. They bind that spirit of humanism, intellectualism, pride, Leviathan, you're bound, Satan, you're bound, all your underlings are bound, named and not named. Every spirit of intellectualism, humanism, pride, worship of man, idolatry, every vestige and form of idolatry. Not just Pharaoh, who thought he was a little god, Sabrina read about Pharaoh and his daughter took care of Moses, and that was a lovely, amazing gift of God that, that Moses was, was snatched out of the river. So, Father, we ask you to snatch many out of the jaws of those divine spirits, and those spirits, like, like, like slithering snakes, 
like when you look down from the from the sky on some of the rivers, because they look like snakes. I think there is a river called the Snake River. I'm pretty sure there is. Father, we ask you to deliver all those from the marine spirits. We bind every one of those spirits, every ungodly spirit, lust of lust, lust of the eye, pride of life, rebellion, every ungodly spirit of ungodly control, mind control, ungodly fear, selfishness, and ungodly fear, fear of tomorrow, fear of, well, what will they say? Fear of man, kind of trying to please others instead of pleasing God. Fear of, well, I don't want to take up my cross. Oh, it, it, it might hurt. Um, how about the lake of fire for eternity? Will that hurt? Uh, has anyone ever burned themselves? Even just touch the hot stove for just a second? How about forever and ever and ever? The story in Luke 16 is not just a little parable. <laughs> the rich ruler, he had it nice in this world, and there's some people who bowed down and worshipped their knees to Satan, and they're headed in a nasty place. We pay for those, Father. Those in positions of authority who bowed their knees, those in corporations, whether it's Coca-Cola or Papa John's or any of these places, that in the past bow their knees. Those at the highest levels, Father God. If you can get a hold of them, Father God, we ask you to go get them, Father. Send all the Holy Ghost to bring conviction in every area and in different levels of corporations, Father God. Not just the United States and not just Canada. Every nation, not just France. Every nation, not just Germany. Every nation. Every nation. China, Russia, every nation. North Korea, South Korea, every nation. Father, send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction. Draw multitudes, multitudes, multitudes to the Lord Jesus, Father. Draw them with your loving kindness, however you wish to draw them, Father God. And we know in these last days, Father God, you said there will be an hour of temptation to come upon all the earth. Father God, we ask you to call. We pray for all of our family members. We'll all be counted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. In that day, we want to stand before the judgment seat of Christ to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. We don't want to hear, hey, depart from me, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. We don't want to be workers of iniquity, Father. We have and do continually repent of all generational iniquity sins, even those we don't fully understand yet. But we thank you for giving us hunger and thirst to hear your word so we can find out what pleases you, what, dis- what, what displeases you, so we can make the right choice. In Jesus' name, Satan, you, the mind binder, every one of your lying spirits coming against all those people of different generations that have been misled by many different spirits. And it wasn't just when the Beatles came in, and that was an interesting little operation, wasn't it? It wasn't just a spontaneous thing. Father, we ask you, and, and, and all those people that were the rise of Satanism, Father God, that we bind that spirit behind Satanism. We bind every one of those occultic spirits, every witchcraft Christian against all of us return to the least, and every member of the body of Christ and all those coming into the body of Christ, including all the children. Every witchcraft Christian returned to the least sevenfold on the heads of those spirits to do to those spirits within to do to us. Every hex vector and curse returned to the least sevenfold. Every spirit of sorcery that returned to the least sevenfold. Render unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosoms ever approach, where they ever approach thee, O Lord, in Jesus' name, because of the bloody covenant. And you said, Lord, in Luke 8:17, Jesus speaking, For there is nothing secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. And, Father, you said, If two of you are on earth, you guys touch anything you ask, it shall be done to my Father. Father, we ask you to continue to bring to the light what's really going on. Why there is even a conflict between um, this little country called Ukraine supposed to be a country, and Russia, where there really used to be one country. It's more like a civil war. Okay, but, but why is that? 
why, why, are, why, they're still Nazis in Ukraine? And some people say there are. They're not just new Nazis. They're the same old ones. Father God, and some of them are in high levels in other countries, kind of, a, or something that look a lot like Nazis. They just want to control the people against their will because they're controlled by the flesh. The lust of flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life, which would bind every one of those ungodly spirits. Satan, you're bound, all your underlings are bound. No further flow of power communication from all the demons. In the second heavens, the bush and the deep, to everyone within the state of four, willing to stay for including all those coming into the body of Christ, and all those sleeping, apathetic, people who go to church, but they just go there to punch a time clock to say, aren't I a good person? Because they're looking for the praises of men rather than the praises of God. They don't want to actually spend time hearing the word of God because that's how faith comes and that's how conviction comes. And that's how we are, where's that? In, 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 uh, it's one of the places is in John 17:17. 17, because 17. the word of God can bring conviction and cause us to be sanctified, to be one to say, oh, I, I need to get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I throw out all those old Playboy magazines. Yeah, they went out and they got burned. We thank you, Lord. For, and help us to, to change our habits. This only takes, like somebody said, 28 days to start a good habit to get rid of an old habit. Well, I've got to have that much caffeine. I've got to have that much sugar. I got. Is, is that what the Lord wants you to have? And just check in. Just take in with the boss. You say, he's your Lord. What does that mean? That means he's your, what, your king, your master? says, call no man master. But who? But Jesus. And Jesus says over in John 13, 13, you call me a master and Lord, for so I am. Jesus, you are our master and Lord, but we need to obey our master and Lord because we're all going to stand before your judgment seat of Christ, and we can't just be pointing fingers at somebody else. My spouse made me do it. My, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my children, my great-grandchildren, my, they, they, they looked at me funny, so that's why I was snarled at them. Um, Jesus knows what's in me. And I need to be changed from glory to glory by what? By the Spirit. We thank you for the privilege of drinking to one spirit with you, Lord, so that we can have that disposition that Sabrina read about, that the woman who wanted to help those in need, in Jesus' name. And some people have had great financial resources uh, who, who set up soup kitchens every, every weekend for people for decades, Father God. And some people started a whole movement, Father God. And some of them are carrying on, and some of them, I don't know if they're all based on, on the true gospel or not, but some of them may be. So, Father God, we ask you to bless those that are still trying to get the word out there and still trying to show your love and your compassion, Father God, in Jesus' name. And those that are connected with something else, some other religious spirits, we ask you to bring it to light, grant people the gifts they need, including gifts of discernment and a hunger and thirst for righteousness, Father God. Because if, you, if you're a good farmer, you're the best farmer that's ever been. You know how to plant crops because we're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God who liveth in the body forever. But it's in the springtime now. And what do people do? Farmers in the springtime usually have to till up the hard soil so the seed can be planted and a little thing can start to grow up if it's got enough moisture and enough light. And we need to be, be washed in the water of the word and be basking in the light that only comes from the living God because he's the true light. Because Jesus was that light that showed up to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus, brighter than the noonday sun. And we thank you for that light. We ask you for the light to be shown abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost who has given us us. Oil, olive, beaten for light. We ask for the Holy Ghost to fresh, fresh anointing, fresh anointing for all the saints, Father. And those, the young saints, the older saints, every one of them, Father, you know respect your persons. We thank you for what you're doing with all your saints, Father. We thank you for the wonderful praise reports today. We thank you for hearing and answering all these prayers, Father, for all these different things Sabrina's read about. Father God, in Jesus' name, and many, many other situations, Father, you said, 
Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee. In Psalm 5015. So we're calling upon you in the day of trouble, because you said you'll deliver us. And you said in the end of Psalm, we claim all the benefits of Psalm 91 over each of us and our family members, all ben- benefits of Psalm 121, blessed going out, blessed coming in. And we thank you, Lord, because the end of Psalm 91 it says, because he set his love upon me. Oh, we actually have to do that. Because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Help us to work on that, Lord, to know your name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Thank you for a long, satisfied life, Lord. Help all those, Father God, to uncover what's going on with the false flags, this thing from Buffalo and the others. Father God, it may be Manchurian-type candidates. I don't know. I know just a little bit. I know there's been an agenda going on for many, many years, just like they took the guns away from the people in where? Quite a long time ago in Australia. Has that gone really well for them since they took their guns away? How about the places where people were shot? Aren't there some places like New York and California where they have pretty strict gun control? Did that protect the people? No. What protects the people? God. You're our Savior. You're our strong defense. You're the rock of our salvation. And we thank you, Lord. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. May you be exalted, Lord, in heaven and earth, King of kings and Lord of lords. Deliver all those, Father God, in harm's way. Yes, the, 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 the uh, black African-Americans and, and all the different, get, and all those that have been uh, maligned and put down, Father God, the Native Americans, and now they're, they're maligning the what? Uh, those privileged people, those, those white Christians. Oh, they're, they're terrible, terrible. They must be extremists. They must be wanting to overturn the legally elected uh, government. I, I, is it? legally elected or are things coming to light to say what about the 2000 was it mules donkeys what about that did that point out that was not not put out by any governmental group it's just a bunch of citizens who said oh you know there were a lot of people that were doing funny things so we ask you to bring to light what needs to be brought to light in a timely manner father and deliver us all you said whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be delivered and you said, if two of you on earth agree to start anything last, it shall be done to my Father which is in heaven. And we're at least two of us on earth, and we're in agreement because of the bloody covenant. And thank you, Jesus, that sees your blood is sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. And that's the only way we can come before your throne of grace in time of need. What is that throne of grace? That's where the blood is sprinkled. That's where your blood is speaking better things than that of Abel because Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They didn't know what they were doing. Marshall didn't know what he was doing. I've done some awful, terrible things I'm not proud of. Father God, some of them were done just in ignorance. Some of them were done willfully. But I didn't realize. I didn't realize that liars don't go to heaven. I didn't realize that those who are in idolatry don't go to heaven. And some people don't know that idolatry can be esteeming your own opinion higher than the opinion of the Creator God. So, Father God, help us all to change. Help me to change. And all of our family members. And we pray for them, Father God. All of our family members. Everyone we've interceded for. Even as Tammy was praying for some in the, in the in the prayer room, Father God, recently, and all, I mean, they're not all family members, but friends and acquaintances, Father, we pray for all those we've had any contacts with, that you draw them, Father God, because it says, no man comes to the Lord Jesus, save you draw them, in John 6, 44. And Jesus said, he's lost none that you've given to him, in John 6, 39. And Jesus says, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Ask him because of the blood of covenant, Father. And Jesus didn't go and die on that cross, on that tree, for in vain. 
because about that. He didn't do that because we're all going to go get to heaven by pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. No, the only way we get there is because of your extraordinary, extraordinary grace. For by grace are you saved through faith, faith in the blood covenant. For by grace are you saved through faith. Is that not of yourselves? It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, we have to work on our faith, but the grace, the blood of Jesus, that was the gift poured forth. Jesus said, I'm as water poured forth. And it says elsewhere, Cannibal said about to get there, he poured out his soul from quite about that, uh, uh, several places. I know it's in Job and other places. You pour, oh, it's in the end of, of Isaiah 53. You poured out your life, your soul. He said, a life of the flesh is in the blood, and I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul in Leviticus 17:11. And we thank you, Lord, for hastening your word to perform it. We thank you, Lord, for getting people's attention to say, wait a minute, there is a creator God. He still does miracles. Look what he did for me. Look what he did for We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, when I had a little challenge recently, Father God. I didn't get all bent out of shape. I just said, thank you, Lord, for helping me to find this leak before it got any worse. I thank you, God, God, I can call a plumber and still have some help in this area. I thank you, Father God, for all the wonderful gifts you do, not just giving people a headlight fix for free. <laughs> Praise the Lord and saving $70-something dollars. We thank you, Lord, for all your many, many, many blessings for each of us. And we give you praise and honor, Father, for hearing all these prayers because your mercies are new every day. We thank you for a cutable set of today. We thank you for the privilege of thinking of the things that are pleasing to you, Lord. You said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God in Philippians 4, 6. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, God is true. He can't lie. He can keep his testimony. He's true. God is true. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, he's the Holy One of the just. Whatsoever things are
worst thing that can happen is a possible one. Well, hey, you get to make up Some have called you Lord, but Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you